Hebrews 11, verse 8, it goes like this. It was by faith, everybody say by faith, that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. That's a big deal. Because it was by what? Faith. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. Someone else say, by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. And then now we're also going to look at uh, Genesis, the book of Genesis. That's at the very beginning of your Bible, if you didn't know that. Genesis 12, we're going to read 1 through 3. It says this, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. Okay, and you will be a blessing to others. Um, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Who will be blessed through Abraham? Abram at that time? Everyone, everyone. So I want you to take notes tonight. I want you to write this down because God's going to speak to you tonight. Um, So tonight we're talking about a faith to Leave. Faith to leave. Say it with me now. Faith to leave. One more time now. Faith to leave. One louder, a little bit louder now. Faith to leave. With a bounce now. Faith to leave. Turn it up a little. Dab with it now. All right. Sorry. What are we talking about? Faith to leave. Woo! I think I'm turning into Ric Flair. Unfortunately, unfortunately, as true and as real as this message will be tonight, unfortunately, I believe tonight that this message will really hit home for a lot of us. And this actually... I would say every one of us in this room. But to be completely honest with you guys, and I want you to hear this, to be completely honest with you, I believe that very few of you will put this into action tonight. And and, and it makes me sad, but I'm going to preach it anyways. And so I want you to pay attention. I want you to hear this. I believe this is something that God will speak to you tonight. Um, but even if only one person in this room gets this tonight and puts this into action, it will be all worth it for, for that one person. Um, so I want you to get this tonight. I want you to catch this and I want you to put it in your heart and I, and I want you to live by it and believe it. Um, so I, I don't know if you guys know this or realize this tonight, but you've been leaving your whole life. You've been leaving your whole life. Ever since you were born, you were in your mother's womb, you left it. 
uh, like you bounce, you got out of there. You were, you were out. You were like done the oven. Ding. I'm out of here. So like, so after that, you were in the hospital for a little while. They make sure you were going to be stable make sure you were going to be okay. Um, then you left the hospital. You got in a car, you got home, you left the car. Right. You, you were put into a crib when you were in your home and you stayed in your crib until I realized you were going to be all right. And then you left the crib and you probably got into a twin size bed after that. Maybe some of you are still in a twin size bed. Eventually, <clears throat> eventually you went into preschool and you left preschool and you went into kindergarten and then you left kindergarten and you went into first grade. And I could go on for this for a while, but I think you guys get the point. We spent a whole lifetime so far leaving. But uh, uh, and everywhere we go, we're leaving something to go somewhere else. As much as you like or don't like, either way, being here at Emerge on Wednesday nights, you're going to have to leave at some point. Eventually, like, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Like... You're going to have to leave at some point. You, like you've been leaving a long time. Leaving, it's just, it's just something that we do. You, you've been doing it for a long time. We've been leaving for a while. We do this so much so that it's, it's so much a part of our life that it's, we leave stuff all the time. We leave stuff until it becomes something that we're attached to. And then it's really hard to leave something when we're attached to it. Then when it's time to leave, we have difficulties leaving it. Um, it's usually tied to something we like or tied to something that we've, we've spent so much time with or so much time in an area or so much time in a place and we have a hard time leaving it. Some people who are born and raised in a certain environment will typically have a problem leaving it. I know like a lot of you guys, you're like, oh, when I turn 18, I'm moving away. Like everyone says that. Like, it's, it's no joke. Everyone, I'm moving out of the house. I'm getting my own place when I turn 18. Most people say that. Not everyone. But, like, a lot of people, it's tough to leave. It's tough to leave the environment that you were raised in. There are people who don't want to leave relationships, no matter how bad, no matter how toxic that they are. Maybe it's dating relationships or maybe it's friend relationships. But you've been there so long and it's so full of drama. Every time I get around you, I'm so mad. But the thought of living without you is crazy, girl. So we have a hard time leaving, right? We say junk like that. Um, but what is amazing, what is it that's amazing about Abraham leaving? What is it that's amazing? He, he's not a guy. He didn't do super miracles. Like he didn't raise the dead. He didn't heal blind eyes. Like he didn't, he didn't um, heal people. Uh, he didn't turn water into wine. He didn't make the sick well. What was it that made Abraham so great? When, when the writer of Hebrews, when they wrote this, and they talked about all these great people and all the, the amazing thing that, that other, these people did, um, by faith, um, because Hebrews 11 is called the faith chapter, and it tells all about all these people who did all these different things. By faith, Abraham, he's front and center. He's one of the first people they talk about. He, he, and he's a guy that God used to do something absolutely amazing. 
And the absolutely amazing thing that Abraham did was leave. That's what he did. That's the amazing. He didn't heal people. He didn't raise the dead. He didn't heal sick people. He didn't like arms grow back stuff. <laughs> like Abraham, the greatest thing that he did by faith was leave. Since when has leaving been been a thing? Like I'm out. I'm gonna bounce. I'm leaving. Like when has leaving been a thing? Like that that would make. Leaving is, is such a thing that would make all of heaven applaud. And in fact, for Abraham, it, it actually did. And I believe that, that at the very root of our foundation, that we're called to leave something that we know to follow something that we don't know so well yet. That we're getting to know. What are we supposed to leave? Um, we grow up and, and we follow someone we really don't know that much about. And if we trust, and if we have faith, and if we follow, the answer will come. Abraham, like he's such an incredible guy. He's so incredible. And, and there's a song written after him. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this song. Father Abraham, many sons. Oh, yeah. Some. Oh, you know it. A little louder now. Mm-hmm. you gone too far. When God calls Abraham, Abraham, he's 75 years old. Who thinks that's old? Yeah, he's 75 years old. See, listen, sometimes when God calls you to do something, it, it may look a little bit different. It may seem a little bit crazy. It may be a little bit odd. It may be a little bit weird. And people will be like, well, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? This is weird. Stop it. What are you doing? Stop it. Can we still be friends? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And and here's the thing. If God's calling you to do it, you probably won't have many answers. Because a lot of times, if we have the answers, we want credit for it. We want credit for what God's leading us to do. Abraham, he follows God, and we see these miraculous things happen. We see these great things happen. And, and there's three things that I want you to know tonight. They won't be on the screen, and I want you to know. I want you to write them down, take notes. If, you, if someone's next to you and they got notes, then you steal a piece of paper and write it in blood. I don't know. But take notes tonight. You, there's some things you need to know. Actually, don't do that. Um, but the first thing I want you to know is that he wants to change you. The first reason God wants you to leave is because he wants to change you. Most times God can't change you when where you are. So he's got to take you from where you are and put you in another place so change can happen. God told Abraham three things and he said, uh, he said, I want you to get out of your country, get away from your family and out of your father's house to a place and I'll show you where to go. And he said, I need you to leave geographically, the area where you're at. I need you to leave relationally, your friends, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. And I need you to leave culturally. I want you to go from where you are to somewhere else. Like, and then 
take all the relationships that you had, except for your wife and the people who work for you, and leave everything else and everyone else behind. And then lastly, forget your culture. Forget your culture. I know your your maybe your ethnicity means a lot to you, but where I'm taking you, I'm going to do something new that will change your identity forever. So Abraham and Sarah, they leave, and, and anytime God wants to change you real good, he's got to pull you, he's got to draw you from the from the places that you're familiar with to a place where he can meet you with alone. The place where he can meet you alone. See, the funny thing about being a Christian <clears throat> is that sometimes, um, sometimes you'll go to your friends and you'll tell them the decision that you made. And usually, usually they're like, oh, oh, really? You're a Christian now? Oh, oh, you're a Christian now. Really? Oh, so you're all holy now, right? You tell them, well, hey, hey, guys, I, I accepted Jesus into my life. I've changed. I'm new. I'm not who I used to be. And they're like, so you're a Christian. You're so holy now. Who do you think you are? Like, are you going to start judging me now? And, and they try to make you feel bad about the decisions that you made. It, isn't it amazing that when a change starts happening in your life and God starts God starts to convict other people with it? I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that. Like um when I was you guys' age, I was living for the devil. Like I was I was not a good person like high school age, I was I was really bad. I went back to my high school reunion one time, my 10-year high school reunion, and I went back and I saw all these people. And, and the funny thing is, I, I, you guys know, I went to a really small high school. My graduating class was 125 people. And went back in there, and all these people, the word had already spread. Jeremy's a pastor. He's a preacher. He's a holy man. Like, And so, like, all these people that I used to hang out with, all of a sudden, like, they're drinking, and they're partying, they're doing their thing. And it's funny, like drunk people, they would come to me and they'd be like, I, I, I want you to know that I plan on going back to church. And I was like, I didn't even say anything to you. Like, this is the first time we've seen each other in years. And these people, they because they know who I am, they know the decisions that I made, they know the reputation that I've got. And then all of a sudden, the, God is convicting their lives and I haven't even said anything yet. Isn't it funny how God can do that? And Abraham, he's like, he's like, I don't know where I'm going, but God, if you want me to go, then I'll go. See, Abraham, he's known for his faith to leave. So Abraham, he leaves. His wife and his servants, they're all like, hey, uh, where are we going? Abraham's like, I don't know, but we're leaving. And he's like walking in circles. He's like, where are we going, Abraham? I don't know, but we're leaving. Are we there yet? Shut up back there, you know? Like, I don't know. We're going somewhere, you know? And and Abraham, and he's going. And, and see, what people can see, <clears throat> what people can't see on the outside is the change that takes place on the inside. The change that's happened on the inside. When God wants to change you, he will tell you to leave something and, and honestly, sometimes it's going to make you look like a fool. It's going to make you look dumb. 
If you'll just leave, he'll change you. Could be leaving that group of friends. It could be leaving that relationship. It could be, I don't know what it is for you, those toxic things in your life, but maybe it's time to leave. And the second thing I want you to know is this. He wants you to be blessed. Oh, everybody, I better amen at that part, right? Yeah, he wants you to be blessed. Um, so many people that I know, they're like, I've, I've tried following God's, God, not God's. I've tried following God, and I don't have any more friends. I don't know if that's ever been the situation in your life, but if you've lost friends because you've accepted Christ in your life, those weren't your friends in the first place. Those weren't your friends. I'm sorry to say that, but those weren't your friends in the first place. Like, hold on, man, stop. Like, these are the people. I grew up with this guy. I've known him since grade school. I've known him since we grew up. We were babies together. We've lived next door together for years. I, we've been friends forever. If they're keeping you from your relationship with God, then they're not really your friends. The quality of friendships God wants you to have are the ones found when you start following him. He's not telling you to leave to be mean to you. God's not trying to be mean to you when he's telling you to leave a relationship or a friendship. Um, he, He wants you to do that so he can bless you. So if, if Max was right here and he is here right there. Um, so if I told Max, I was like, Max, okay. On Tuesday, Max, all you have to do is show up in Dallas, Texas on Tuesday at 8 a.m. All you have to do is just show up. I've got $2 million in cash I'm going to give you. All you got to do is just show up. Do you guys think Max is going to get the address? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, if the blessing is in Texas, the worst thing he could say is like, um, Texas is kind of far away. Um, like I, I could really use two million, but Texas, really Dallas, like Texas, what? While he's contemplating it, like everyone else around him, he's like, oh, "What's that address again?" <laughs> you know, and and if the blessing is where he's telling you. It is, then don't allow where you are to paralyze you from where he wants you to be. The only reason he's tell you, telling you to leave from there is because the, the leave from here is because the blessing is there. So go there. And here, I want you to know this. I'm not asking, I'm not wanting, this is not like you need to leave, emerge. That is not what I'm saying tonight. What I'm talking about tonight are, are things in your life, our relationships, our, 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 our people, or whatever it is in your life. Don't leave this place. Um, but if that's where God's calling you to go to, then go there. Wherever he's telling you to go, that's where you need to be. See, what happens with so many of us is that we, we have this great, awesome, 
powerful, wonderful experience with God. Maybe it's on a mission <clears throat> missions trip. Maybe it's at, at camp. Maybe it's at winter retreat. Maybe it's even right here at Emerge. We've got these great things that happen. And we know the things that we need to do to keep living this life that God has called us to live. But while we're in the heat of the moment, while we're excited, while we're at this mission strip or this camp or retreat or these great things happens, we're in the heat of the moment and we're like, I'll live for you, God. I'll live for you forever, God. This is, this is for life. I'll continue to serve you forever. And, and I'm going to get rid of my old life. I'm going to stop doing all the old things that I used to do. God, I'm going to live for you forever. I'm going to stop sinning, God. It's you and me. And we're going to go on through this forever. And then as soon as we step off that plane, as soon as we get off the bus, as soon as we get out of the church, I ain't leaving nothing. I ain't leaving nothing. That, that was a good message. That was a great trip. Man, camp was awesome. But I ain't leaving nothing. See, most of us show up to church, camp, missions trip with the attitude of like, God, what are you going to do for me? God, what are you going to do for me? And we say stuff like, I want to feel you today, God. I want to feel your presence today, God. That won't work because it ends with you. It ends with you. Like, like by going on this trip, or by going to camp, you're doing God a favor. Now, the blessing is for you. Like he told Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you and make you famous. And most of you guys are like, ah, that's what I want too. I want that. Like, but he was like, I'm not going to do that just for you. See, if it's all about you, it's, if it's all about you, it starts with you, it ends with you, and God can only do small things in your life. I want you to know the third thing. This is it, and then we'll be done. See, God wants, he wants you to bless others. If you're a follower of Jesus, it's our responsibility, it's our duty to bless others. One thing that we say that we are around here, the one thing that we say that we do is that saves people, serve people. Man, isn't that a blessing to other people? Isn't that a way to love other people, to show God's love to other people? He, he blesses us because he wants us through the work of Jesus to be a blessing to others. He blesses us so we can turn around and say, here's this. He gives it to us so we can turn and say, here's this. I want to bless you with this. I want to take care of you this, with this. How can I bless you? How can I help you? God's helped me. How can I help you? See, I, I was born and raised in church. I was, I was, I, I lived like, seriously, my mom told me not long ago, I think I was born on like a Thursday or Friday. I was in church on Sunday. Like, no kidding, like days old. My parents were pastors. I started, I started at one point in my life, I started making my life all about me. It was all about me. And I ran from God for a long time. I didn't want to have anything to do with God. I ran from him for a long time. I dove deeper and deeper into a life of sin, a life of alcohol, a life, a life of drugs. And, and now, for a long time, 
I, I lived in my parents' house. I, I lived in my parents' house, you know, for a long time. And even though I was, I was living this life of sin, I was running from God as, as far and as fast as I could. Even though I, I, was, I was living this life, Saturday night, I would stay out most of the night and party. And I would still show up Sunday morning at my house, get ready and go to church with my parents. And because the rule was like, if you're going to live in my house, you're going to go to church. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. But I would live the rest of the way, the, the, the life I wanted to live every other day of the week. So I would sit in church and I was just numb. I was dead on the inside. I was pushing God far and far away, even though at times I could feel his presence so strong. I was disconnected from any kind of relationship with God. Even for a long time, even when I got into college, when I got into college, I quit going to church altogether. I was done with it. Uh, I didn't want to have anything to do with God or any of that kind of stuff. But the, the thing about it is, I knew deep down inside of my heart that I was living the wrong way. I knew that I was living in sin. I knew the things I was doing was wrong. It was terrible. I was wasting my life. And I knew that the life that I was living was leading me straight to hell. I was down, sad, miserable. I was a complete and total loser. I was about to drop out of college. One day I was, I was home and my best friend showed up at my house. And, uh, and two days earlier, before he came to my house, um, he had just gotten out of the hospital for overdosing on drugs. And he comes to my house and he's knocking and he said, hey, could you come outside? I want to talk to you. I was like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Um, and then he begins to tell me how he's changing his life how he's changed his life, how he's accepted his life in the old way that he used to live. He, he don't want to live that way anymore. And he wanted me right there with him, right there to, to travel, to journey this road together. <clears throat> he wanted me to do the same. At that moment, I absolutely broke. Like I was crying, like the ugly cry. Like, <laughs> like you, you can't have a pretty face and that kind of cry. I knew it. God was so heavy on my heart at that moment. His, his Holy Spirit was so heavy at that moment. Just the two of us sitting on the curb right outside of my, my house. I was bawling, crying like a baby. Sitting on that curb, I, I rededicated my life back to God. Back to Jesus. And, and from then on, I had to make that decision to leave. I had to leave. I had to leave. I, I see. I, I went. I went back to church. Like, like I was that guy. Also, like who had everything like around me. Like I always had to be in a relationship. That kind of guy, or I always had to have girls around me, or or have some kind of opportunity around me at all times. And even at one point, after I gave my life back to God, even I even told God, I was like, you know what? God, I'll, I'll even give up trying to be in relationships. I'm done. Like, I, I'm, that's, I'm done trying to be. And God, I want you to bring that right person into my life. 
and it eventually he did, and that's that's how God blessed me with Kristen. It, but even before that, I had to leave. I had to leave. Like literally, for me, I had to leave. I, I knew the pressure and the temptation was too strong. And I knew that if I didn't get out of there, it was so strong that most likely I was going to fall right back into my old habits, hang out with my old friends, continue to sin the way that I was doing. The, the sins were too great for me to handle in order for me to, to really make a change in my life. I had to do something drastic. I had to leave. Funny thing is, my, my friends, my party friends... They found out that I had accepted Jesus and they were still pressuring me. Dude, let's, let's go drink. Let's go party. Let's go, let's go do this. And I had to say no because the temptation was too great. I know that if I would have gone, yeah, I'll, I'll be the designated driver. I'll be whatever. Temptation was too great. I would have given in every single time. Within a few days, I've got to be completely honest with you guys. After giving my life to Christ, within a few days, I had zero friends. I had no friends. But they weren't my real friends. The people who were around, the people who were trying to tempt me to do all the wrong things, to, to live a life of sin, the people who, they weren't my real friends. I got to be honest, there were times when I was, I was lonely. Uh, I was down. Uh, I, w- I was all alone on Friday, Saturday nights. <clears throat> but I knew that I had made the right decision. And I had to stick with it. I had to stick with it. Because pleasing God was way more important than pleasing all of those people who were trying to drag me right back into sin. See, God told me to leave. And when I left... When I got out of there, when I changed everything, he changed me. I had to take that step. I had to move forward. I had to do the steps for him to change me. And when he changed me, he blessed me. He took care of me. Guys, I can tell you right now, I wake up every morning, unless I'm sunburnt really bad, with a smile on my face. Because I am sunburnt really bad. Um, But I began to follow what God was leading me to do. And I was blessed beyond measure. I was blessed beyond what I can imagine. Like I I was so, I, I am still so blessed in my life. I've got you guys in my life. I've got a wife and three amazing kids. I serve at a fantastic church. I, I, I live in Kansas City. Come on, home of the world champion Royals. I mean, come on. We, we, I am so blessed in my life, blessed beyond measure. Am I a millionaire? No, not in Dallas. Um, but it, it, that it's not, that's fame, money. That's not what it takes for me to be, to be the most blessed person in this world. It's following what God does, following what God says and doing what he says. Let me ask you tonight, do you have what it takes to leave? 
Do you have what it takes to leave? Maybe that's a question you need to ask yourself here in a moment. For you, it could be a toxic relationship with that guy or with that girl. Or it could mean ending that friendship. We've been friends for years. If it's keeping you from your relationship with God, maybe it's time to end it. It could be a, a place where you go and, and when you go to this place, you just default to who you used to be instead of being who God wants you to be. See, tonight, God, he's speaking to you. He's speaking to some of you in this room and, and he's saying, if you'll just have faith like Abraham did to walk away from, from what you're in now, I'll change you. I'll bless you. And I'll use you to be a blessing to others. I want everybody to bow your heads and close your eyes. Please don't be messing around with people next to you. Don't be on your phones. Don't be talking. I want to ask you this. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? What's he saying to your heart right now? What's he saying to you? See, I'm the one that's up here talking, but he's the one that's speaking to you. What's he telling you? What's he spoken to your heart? Hopefully something that that was said tonight spoke to your heart. What's he telling you? See, the reason I'm telling you tonight that leaving is good because I've done it myself. I've experienced it myself. I've walked through it myself and I've seen what he's done for me. And, And I want you to know this. God doesn't like me any more than he likes you. If he's done it for me, he can do it for you. So here's here's how we're going to close tonight. <clears throat> a little bit different. Um, but I want you to get some, here in a moment, not right now, but I want you to get some space in between you and the people next to you. Some space where you can be alone, just you and God. Nobody else around you. Just maybe a chair or two space. Maybe you need to find a corner in the room. I'm going to ask that you do not leave this room, though. Maybe it's sitting up here, wherever it is, a space just where you and God can be together. And when you get there, I want you to ask God, where do you want me to leave? What is it that you want me to leave? Where do you want me to leave? It could be, once again, that toxic relationship. It could be those friendships. It could be those environments that you put yourself into. Then here's what I want you to do. I want you to be obedient to God and follow through what he's asking you to do. Maybe tonight you're, you're sitting there and when you're sitting there alone, maybe what you need to do is you need to delete some apps off your phone. Maybe you need to get some things out of your life. Uh, you need to leave it. Maybe you need to delete some people. People that you maybe you follow on, on Snapchat or Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is that you, you need to delete some people. You need to get some people out of your life who are keeping you from God. Oh, that's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. But God's calling you to leave tonight. None of that stuff is worth you losing your relationship with Jesus. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you tonight? I'm going to pray. And then I want you to do just that. I want you to find that quiet spot.
where you can just be alone with God just for a moment. And then here a little bit, we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll pray and we'll close. Nobody leaves. Nobody walks out these doors. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this night. God, I pray that you would just begin to speak to our hearts like you already have and reveal to us things in our lives that we need to leave. We need to drop. We need to let go of things that are holding us back from living a blessed life with you. God, let us do that. Let us do that. Speak to our hearts strongly tonight. God, I pray that we would take action on who you've called us to be and what you've called us to do. In your name, amen.